Hello everybody, this is Loki, Way of Loki, and welcome to Know It Podcast. Here's is my job to interview the extraordinary gamers out there. Whether that be challenge runners, gamers who completed games in their entirety without taking a single hit or point of damage, speedrunners who completed games in minutes that would normally take hours, and those who completed games completely blindfolded, or the amazing content creators out there, YouTube and streamers who create insane and engaging content online. Today's guest is My Pet Cactus. That's My Pet Cactus on Twitter and YouTube, and My Pet Cactus with an X at the beginning and the end on Twitch. Cactus is the first person to have completed the Metroidvania game Hollow Knight completely blindfolded as well as having completed a whole host of other challenge runs in the game including beating Pantheon 5 Hitless, a 42 boss gauntlet completed without taking a single hit, completing the game one-handed and the world record speedrun in the impossible any percent Kaizo style mod for the game. In this conversation we go super in-depth into the blindfolded route, how the routing went down, the various difficulties of the run and the creative solutions needed to complete this run, as well as an introduction to the impossible any percent mod, the difficulties involved and the speedrunning strats and techniques needed to complete it and his approach to combating the 4-2 boss gauntlet, Hitless. I hope you enjoy this conversation with my pet cactus. Uh, right, cactus, thanks very much for taking some time out today. Welcome to the podcast. How's it going, man? It's going really good. Thanks for having me. This is a, I haven't been, I guess this isn't really an interview, but <laughs> it's the closest thing to one that I've gotten. So it'll be, I'm, this will be interesting. I'm excited. Uh, good to hear. We're going to go into quite a variety of different challenge runners in Hall, challenge runs in Hollow Knight. Uh, but I wanted to start with what your first introduction to the game was and what is it about the game that made it just the one for you to go to to do all these challenge runs in? Sure. I was introduced to it by myself. I think I remember I remember seeing it come out at the same time as Breath of the Wild, but obviously I played Breath of the Wild first. And then I bought it later that semester. I was in college at the time. And then I dropped it for whatever reason. I think, oh, I had a job that summer. So I didn't have my computer with me. And then I didn't actually pick it back up until the following December, winter break, is when I like really got into playing and completing the game. And then by the time I thought I had 100% in it, and I was like, I was I was like kind of interested in doing the speed run. Like I knew I wanted to speed run it while, while I was playing. And then I like went on the wiki because I thought I had finished the game. I had, there's everything I needed to do. And I only had like 70% completion or something. <laughs> and there were like, there were like three areas I hadn't even heard of before. And it's just like, that kind of like blew my mind that I had put in so many hours in this game and there was still so much more to explore. As far as um, what was attractive about it, like speedrun wise, I just really liked the game in general as uh, from a lore perspective. <laughs> I liked the story and like the fact that you got to unravel this whole thing yourself as the player. And that kind of gravitated me towards doing 106% speedrun at first. That was the, at the time, that was the the largest compl- uh, percentage you could get. So that's base game plus Grim Troop, correct? Yeah, Grim Troop and uh, Hidden Dreams as well, I think. Um, but yeah, that's that's how I first got my foot in the door in speedrunning for this game. Um, and then I wouldn't pick up challenge runs until a lot later because I got like swamped with college stuff. But but yeah, that's that's how it all started, I would say. Yeah, I'm I'm never not going to be impressed by the amount of content that Team Cherry put into this for an indie game. There is Yeah, for so real. Much. And for, for the price too. Like if, if you're on the fence about it, it's only like $10 <laughs> for like 40 hours of gameplay. And if that's such concern, every month or so it's reduced anyway somewhere. So it's really... Really? <laughs> that, exactly, exactly. Um, and then all the additional stuff like every, every other company just like oh pay DLC but no here's like massive patches where we introduce that, this book of yeah. content <laughs> that is giga chat energy from Team Cherry for sure <laughs> so first challenge uh, I, I put speedrun into challenge runs because it's like a new way of uh, approaching the game 
So how mm-hmm. was your experience going into, was this your first speedrun game or game to speedrun, should say? I guess it's the first one I took seriously. Technically, the first game I ever speedran was um, Mario 64. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> it's a little cursed because I played it on emulator on these little dinky laptops that my school issued us. And I didn't have a USB controller, so I speedran a 16 star on a keyboard, which is, <laughs> yeah, I always get an eyebrow raise when I tell people that one. But yeah, that was the that was the first game I actually speedran. And then, yeah, pretty much nothing else until Hollow Knight. I want to go into speedrun stuff, but I'm going to leave that till later because I want to focus pretty immediately on Hollow Knight Blindfolded. (laughs) Oh yeah, you want to go there already? (laughs) Uh, So what was the first, when when did the idea first arise and when did it go, okay, I'm going to be the one to try this? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, it started, I was already, the first challenge run I did was one-handed and that was... I think August of 2021, I want to say. And that I was in kind of that mindset. I was like, all right, is this possible? How can I do this one-handed? What am I going to have to... It's like, I, I kind of viewed it as a puzzle, you know? And so just randomly, I, I have a clip of it, actually. I made a video of the one-handed playthrough and I have a clip of me saying, I just, geez, I wonder if this is possible blindfolded, you know? <laughs> and then that just got stuck in my head for like months. It was like, I, I didn't start the blindfold routing until uh, June of 2020. 22, I want to say. So that's where that inkling came from. And then I like, and be, like the beginning, like route making and stuff like that. I just did a quick search on um, if anybody else had done it before, and uh, there was nobody that had done it. It's like this is, I just felt like it was like a good way to get my footprint on the community because I because I'm a boomer in the in the Hollow Knight community kind of, and the fact that it, like when I started speedrunning it, it wasn't like as popular as it got later on but yeah i felt like it was a good way to to uh, make my mark and if as someone who's like been a part of the community for so long i hadn't i felt like i hadn't really contributed that much and i thought this would be like a good way to to get that out there i i've got the meme in my head of it's free real estate <laughs> exactly exactly yeah exactly um, well okay i mean not free I mean, real estate but it's real estate for sure quite dangerous free place <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what's i guess what was the first week like what was the first problems that you encountered that oh. needed solving well the first week was a waste of time <laughs> because <laughs> i had i was jeez have you watched the video because i have i have my notes out there mm. i had a i had a way the, for the first week i was like kind of working out like all right how i need to basically memorize every single room in this game <laughs> And how and I needed notes to get my way through that. So how am I going to write notes so I don't end up with a six thousand page document? You know. Um, and so the first week I was I wasn't like really routing yet. I was pretty much like <laughs> learning how to take notes. And I got I think I got up to like midway through Green Path or something before I I figured out that all right this is not going to work. This is going to be horrendous. I need to scrap the whole thing and start over. So the first week was a uh, a little demoralizing. After I think it was like four to six hour streams a day, I was working on it. But yeah, I kept going. I found um I found something that made sense to me. <laughs> if if anybody else looks at it, it's gonna look like I'm crazy. But I I can read every single thing on the page, and that was enough for me. So I was able to to, to continue on from there. So I did I did check out the notes. But if someone um just someone listening, what was I guess like <laughs> <laughs> the look of them? Okay. I had a couple, hold on. I haven't looked at them in a while myself. Let me pull them up real quick for me. Okay, so for the first, I want to say like a couple hours of the run when you don't have dash, 
a thing that's like consistent throughout like different blindfold runs is you need to have a way to have consistent movement for through the room. So you know if you push this button, you're going to be in this spot, you know? And there isn't that at the beginning of the game. You can just walk and jump, you know? So the first strat I had was um, counting the steps that the knight does and the audio cue. Um, so like this first line here, nine to first door, four to second door, four to third door, first bug here, spam jump a bunch for like five seconds. <laughs> that was a get over him, but like nine steps, four steps. And then, but after steps, there's um, jumping was also really hard. Like, cause like, how, how do you know how far you've jumped? Like, unless you just, if you had like photographic memory, you could probably like, oh, I have to hold jump for 1.2 seconds and then I'll be right here on this platform, et cetera. But very crude thing that I was, <laughs> I was able to couple together was um, I would hold jump and the direction I was jumping for one 1,000. That was like, that was like the biggest unit of measurement was one 1,000. And so if you see here on the coda, it says OOL, BJL, OO stands for one one. So I would count for as long and hold jump as long as one one in one 1,000 and then I would release it and that would get me to the platform I needed to be at. And then, yeah, that's just a bunch of different things like that. Like BJL stands for big jump left. Um, there's tapping, there's one 1,000. Yeah. So it ended just, up being like a bit of abbreviated code that- Yeah, exactly, exactly. It, like if if I, if I put a key in here saying like, oh, oh, stands for one one, you'd be able to read the whole thing yourself. But yeah, I just needed, like I said, I needed an abbreviation. So I wasn't scrolling through 12 pages of notes trying to- to learn one room. So what was the first problem encounter or? You mean like, as in like a big roadblock? Cause there's a lot of problems that I had to figure <laughs> out. <laughs> Whichever one comes to mind first, let's say. Okay, well, let's do both. Let's start with um, the first like issue there was that, that I remember spending a lot of time on. I did actually try to route doing the fireball skips blindfolded in green <laughs> path <laughs> for a little bit, just Brave a little man. bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it, uh, that obviously didn't work out. So. I, every time I go through the right side of the green path, I am completely lost because I, I never go there and you never go there in any speed run. And so that was an adventure. Just I had to relearn that construction of that map of that side of the map. And then there was one room, that one room, if you remember it, where there's um, holes with asses in the floor and there are the massive moss chargers that come up. There's like three or four massive moss chargers in this like really long room. And I had, I had no idea how to, how to route that. Like I can't, cause counting steps is accurate to a point. Where, but like, if you stop walking, there's like, then I can get caught in like a half step. And like it, I just, it was really hard to not fall into an acid pit or get hit by a massive moss charger, let's say. So that room, I, like I, I was stuck in that for like, I think I remember it was like a couple hours until I figured out that I could literally just hold left. And then they would spawn at a certain point on the platform and I could just jump over them. And then, ooh, nothing's super big after that until you got to... I guess the big routing thing, I, I had to I had to take a break from like going through the rooms and routing the rooms and I had to actually figure out where I needed to go. Like how the heck am I, cause to beat the game fully, you only need to really beat three bosses, the Watcher Knights, Umu and THK. So how the hell am I gonna be Watcher Knights blindfolded, you know? And I tried, I tried to figure out the fight normally like the normal speed run strat and it was, it, it was impossible. There was no, there was no way to collect enough soul and not get hit and kill each of the Watcher Knights consistently. I was able to like kill two sometimes. I think the farthest I got was three. And, but yeah, that, that was a no-go. So then I thought, okay, how can I make this easier? I could get Shade Soul, which would be um, difficult because you need to get to, you need to go get Sly first of all. Well, no, getting Shade Soul wouldn't be difficult. Why would that be difficult? I'm just thinking about it now. What the heck? Anyways. Yeah, <laughs> Soul Warrior in the way, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's, that's why. Okay. 
Soul Warrior is impossible. Um, <laughs> you, no one will be able to change my mind about that. The, the mistake spawning in random places, the attacks teleporting him across the arena. He has a large amount of HP, so much so that, like, honest, if you didn't have, if you had Shade Soul, it'd be easy, but it's locked behind him. So there's no easy way to do that. And that was like the first like head grab moment where like, oh God, like this actually just like isn't possible. Like how the heck am I, I could get Fluke Nest, but without Shade Soul, Fluke Nest isn't as OP as it, you know, it doesn't do enough damage. So that was, that was the, that was the moment where it was like, oh God, like I've spent, I think it was like, it was like a week and a half to two weeks at that point. I think where I had that, I I, I had this in my, in my video. I, I went to the Hollow Knight community. Like I said, guys, I don't, I don't think I'd be able to do this. What should I do? And they were like, oh, well, is there, is there a possible way to do this? Like, if you, like, what do you need? I was like, well, there's, I could do shades. I can do the, the skip to get the, to the lever early, but Team Cherry hates speedrunners and they made that impossible on current patches, which is the patch that I was trying to do it on. And so I figured out that we or like, that was the point where it was like, all right, this isn't possible, but if we had this one thing, where could I go from there? And so that's the point where I actually, I, I did have to use a mod that was, that re-put the Shade Soul lever skip, but made it possible again, basically. I go, if you, if you want to see like the actual trick, you can go watch the video, but it uses like elevator storage and some jank wall clips to, to get to the lever. So just to give a visual, I believe it's just outside the Soul Warrior arena. I'm not sure how it works. You might be able to explain. Oh, do, do you want to go? I, yeah, yeah, I can yeah, go yeah, into detail if you want. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, sure. So um, there's a glitch called ele elevator storage where if you get hit by a hazard while you're on an elevator, the game still like thinks your like Y position is relative to the elevator, even though like you were warped off of it. So say you're on the top of the elevator going down. And this is why I was on current patch. For whatever reason, on the most current patch, Team Cherry allows you like to squeeze through gaps you shouldn't be able to. So I'm like, if you're doing this on patch one, two, two, one, it won't work. But what you do is you hit the elevator so it's going down, and while it's going down, you jump left and into the wall, and you squeeze through that gap in between the top of the elevator and the wall, and then you immediately hit the spikes on top of the elevator because that's a hazard, and then you get ported back up to the elevator lever on the top right. And so the elevator's down at the bottom, and you're up there, and so the game still thinks you're on the elevator. And so you hit the lever to bring the elevator back up and it starts pushing you through the floor, clipping you through the floor. And so, so there's the first There's Sorry? Uh, I was just saying, it just shows like the night just floating up kind of thing. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really fun glitch to look at um, if you know what's happening. Otherwise, it's just like, what the? <laughs> Anyways, um, so you clip through the first floor and then there's the door where you need the elegant key. And then there's the second floor above that. And that's the floor you need to get into. Uh, the problem is there's collision in the bottom half of that. And so if you go too low, you get stuck in the collision and you can't move and you have to, you have to reset. If you go too high, you just clip out the other side and you have to try the whole thing again. Um, but after you do that, you get stuck in the, the right point in the floor. You walk to the left and there's this small area to the left of the door where there's a wall that you can't see. And that's kind of scary because if you go too far right, then you get soft locked because the, you haven't opened the door, but you go into the loading zone. So when you go through the loading zone, the door is still there. And because the door is still there, you can't move out of the loading zone either way. So you just keep getting sent back and forth to this transition. You can't even pause. So you would have, I would have to hard quit and reopen the game while blindfolded. Um, so that was a little scary. But after you get in that area, you just do a little wall jump and swing up and you hit the lever and then you just reset and go through the, the normal way. Well, not the normal way, the back exit, but you know what I mean. <laughs> so with Shade Soul equipped, did that solve the Watch Night problem? No, it made it easier. I was able to get to four, I think, with that. But again, it, there was no consistent way to get soul enough. 
so what I did was I took Shade Soul to how I, I knew I, I knew I needed to get Fluke Nest because with that strat of switching patches. Could we go into why Flute Nest is OP? Uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, originally, I, I think someone's actually working on a video on, on, on the history of Fluke Nest, but to my understanding of it, when Fluke Nest originally came out, it wasn't that good on like patch like 1.0 and like a little bit past that. It was like, yeah, it, it just wasn't as OP. And then when the Grim Troop patch came around, Team Cherry buffed it to the point where if you have Shaman Stone, it, I think it shoots more flukes, and Shade Soul makes the flukes um, scarier. So, so those two those two buffs together just make it. The, the speed there was a lot of people when I when I was speedrunning 106 and I was like doing research on it. People like really didn't like it because the bosses would die in two to three uses of Fluke Nest. That that is that is how powerful it is. That was like the main complaint about the speedrun. It's just like you run around the map and you like one shot the bosses. Like wow, cool, congrats. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why it's so op. Um, the the issue is to get fluke nest. You need this. You need a the down spell. Um, the what is it? Desolate dive from soul mask. And so this it was like working back. It was like a reverse engineer. Like all right, to get fluke nest, I need dive. To get dive, I need soul master. How am I going to kill Soul Master? And so that's why I needed Shade Soul. So from Shade Soul, I had to route the entirety of Soul Sanctum, um, which wasn't very fun. There's the, the Hell Room, the famous Hell Room that all speedrunners hate, except me. I like that room. That room was really, really hard to route because it, it felt random at times when the when the Soul, I don't know their names, the flying guys would pop into existence. The blobbies, um, flying blobbies, I call yeah, them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I figured out I, if I ran through the room like an absolute madman and spawned all of them at the same time, I could go into the bottom area and basically they would all just try and float into place to try and launch launch a fireball at me and then I could just kill them all with, with Shade Soul. So that was that room. Um, and then Soul Master. Soul Master was, was a challenge. Not in the fact that it was hard to route, but it's the first part of the run where RNG can really screw me up. Because he, the dives at the beginning were an issue when he does that dive attack where he just spawns at the top, you know? Because I, the sound cues are very, very similar for each of his teleports. And I had to, it's like, I had to like really like turn up the volume in my earphones to be able to hear. Because it's very, very faint, but you can, there's like directional, the, the audio, the audio is directional. If something is to the left of you, you hear it to the left of you in your headphones. Um, but with the music happening and his attacks make a lot of noise, it, I had to, it was like the first point in the run was like, I had to really just focus and even if i did focus and i played it well i still need him to do that one attack where he spawns on the top left side of the arena and he summons the balls around him and he goes across because i if i can get like two triple hits that's good that does that does so much damage i did i did the math at some point but like if i could get four triple hits like one more fireball would kill him basically so that'd be like when soul master is traveling across the arena you fire a shade mm -hmm. soul and it sort of like keeps pace with him and gets multiple hits in as it's going yeah like Double and sometimes even triple hits him. Yeah, that, it's only, it's only put, he has two versions where he does that. There's one where he just spawns on the ground and moves, but I can't I can't do it on that one because I have to jump and get around him, which um, doesn't lend enough time to turning around and fireballing him. Usually, in practice at least, I would only hit him once. And again, it's it's really difficult to, to gain soul in that fight. There was, there's one, there was one strat where I would use three fireballs, and then, you know, before you go in the arena, there are those canisters of soul. Right, and if you launch the fireball out into that hallway past the door, you can get that soul in the middle of the fight. Oh, um, so that can help. A, yeah, so that can help a little bit. But most of the fight, <laughs> it's kind of fun to watch. Most of the fight is me literally just walking around the arena, swinging blindly. 
with the nail, hoping I can collect soul and just dodging and hoping he does that one attack. Now, if he doesn't do that one attack, then you die and you have to backtrack all the way from the bench in front of Shade Soul, which is which can be hard. And then there's the second phase where he only dives and then he spawns in a random part of the arena. And that can either be in the air or on the ground. And obviously you want him to be on the ground because at that point you're not going to have much soul. You've probably been hit a couple times. So the only strat for the second phase that I had and what seems to work is jump, hit him while he's diving for soul. Because if you just hold left and then jump and swing, you, you won't get hit. He moves too slow for it. And just pray to God that he spawns on the ground because it is possible to kill him in the air but it's hard to find you, you can't find where he is basically before like he, he teleports away and starts doing the dive attack. but yeah so do that to kill soul master and then we take the dive to go to fluke marm and um that was that sucked <laughs> routing sewers was not fun well that's meeting all some of the best mobs in the game those yeah, guys yeah. who split <laughs> oh that was so bad at first i just tried to to dash through it because I didn't want the headache of having to, to figure out what the heck I was going to do. And so that kind of worked. I would like go all the way to the right as far as I could and spam dive. And then, yeah, no, it, it was a pain. I ended up just like literally taking my time and killing every single mob in the area uh, when it came to the actual run. Because like I, got, I had got to that point and at, and I, <laughs> it's actually funny, during the blindfolded run, I came, there were a couple stretch that I just came up with on the spot. To make things easier for me because there was no way i was gonna be able to to just dash through you know like dark soul style to get to fluke marm so I, yeah i just i just painstakingly killed every single one <laughs> it was it was horrible <laughs> so and so in terms of like the reason from that so prior to doing that actual run did you have to take count of every single fluke that's in there in order to work out that you don't miss any on your way to fluke marm i guess how do you mean you mean like just in the in the, in the fact of killing them on the way there uh so from the from the the bench there, as you were rooting, was it f making sure that you knew the position of every flute that's going to come after you? Plus, obviously, that they're going to split up into the. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. There's, I can, I can tell you, I can t literally tell you where they are right now. <laughs> um, it's, it's that ingrained. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, there were a couple that the first running guy you can just lure into the water and he just falls in the water and dies immediately. Um, but the flying guys were really annoying because they have like a weird recoil. It's it was it's like re weird positionally. Like you can, and the audio cue, and it's hard to tell when they're getting close to you because they only have like one audio cue, and it's just just fluke, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so unless you hit them or they hit you, you had no idea where they. Um, so you just literally just like imagine like you're at a birthday party with a pinata, but the pinata has like really sharp teeth and flies around <laughs> and is trying to kill you. Because <laughs> when thinking about Blindfold, I thought Fluke Man would have to be quite tricky, but I wasn't aware of the glitch involved in that boss. Oh, fight. yeah. Yeah, that, 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 varying that was one of my favorite things. Um, for those who don't know, there's a cheese you can do where if you have the, that's the reason I needed to kill Soul Master, other than the fact that I needed the, um, the dive to get into the area. Normally, the boss would spit out two of the flying flukes, like every like four or five seconds or so. And you're not going to upgrade your nail. You won't have enough geo to upgrade your nail to make that easier. And you're not going to have enough soul to kill to kill them. Like, And they get spit out at random points on it. So it's just horrendous. Um, but there's a cheese where if you get in the perfect spot, like right above Fluke Marm, and you use the down spell, um, the game treats it as like a surface. And it doesn't like force you off to the side. And you can just spam the spell twice. And then you're, you're locked in like the downward animation, which has a hurt box. So you just, you cheese, you kill Fluke Marm for free. And so at that point, it's just a matter of figuring out consistent movement 
to jump up the platforms to get into a position where I can dash and then use down spell and be in a spot where that will work. Yeah, it basically looks, uh, to give a visual, on top of the Fluke Man boss, the the nice in the desert dive animation and it's just fixed in that top position and it's like striking the mom the fluke mom multiple times just using that one spell until until it it gives up and, yeah. and you go straight through it and it's there was like a tiny issue with that where the, the movement wasn't super consistent but i couldn't figure out like a hundred percent way to make it consistent and if you hit fluke mom the first time the, when you first enter the room she's passive like the boss fight won't start until you hit her basically. And so if you miss it, you will hit her and the fight will start. So you literally have to book it out of the room and then come back in. And but and then when you come back in and you get close enough to her, like there's one part of the platform you can stand there where she won't, but she will activate right away. So like you really, really, like I had to take my time on the first one to make sure it was perfect. Otherwise it would just become like insanely more difficult because I would be on a timer, which you don't want to be on when you're blindfolded. So can you actually exit that, that boss then? Even if yeah. you started it? Oh, I didn't even yeah, know. No, that. you can literally just run back out of the room. Okay. <laughs> didn't... Is there any, any other bosses like that? Or is that um, let me think. It's just a weird one. Cause normally like, um, there's a door sealed up behind you or something yeah. like that. So. Oh, uh, the massive moss charger is one. Oh yeah. I think. Zero, you can leave. Gorb, you can leave. Oh yeah, the Dream Warriors. Some yeah. some Dream Warriors, yeah. There's a couple like Galian who lock you in. So yeah, that's, there's there's some more out there probably that I'm not thinking of right now, but yeah. So that's Sheet Soul to to help with the Watch Knights, but now Fluke Nest is acquired, so that's yeah. buff damage. Mm -hmm. What was the next step going down? Yeah. So I actually go to Soul Master beforehand and get uh, the Soul Twister charm because um, that gives me four uses of my spell instead of three, which is really handy when it's not easy to get soul. So I grab that first and then I do a side route thing where I run off and go get some charm notches, uh, one from the Shroomal Ogres in Fog Canyon and the other from Salubra where I buy um, Shaman Stone, Steady Body, and her charm notch. So I have five charm notches so i can equip what i need <laughs> it's actually this is my favorite strat in the run we actually over charm for watcher knights so if you have if you have soul twister and fluke nest that's four and then you can over charm shaman stone for for seven and you have max of five and that just gives you so much damage and the watcher knights spawn in the same place each time like that's one of the that's like a godsend from team cherry that they they spawn in the same place so that you have consistent movement and if you hit them with two flukes i think in a nail hit they instantly die so yeah the the whole, the whole fight is just a matter of dashing to the right wall walking up to the first one killing it and then just doing that and repeat you get to dream nail them for soul before they actually spawn and then you just whack them two times and they're dead <laughs> so, so i guess the reason involved that was just making sure you had a fixed position for each watch exactly yeah yeah mm -hmm. How was the the route up there? Because oh, I guess it I guess it depends on the patch. But you could break through because of the lever um, in the door just before Watch Nights. I guess I was just thinking going through because of the very large uh, mob in the room on the on the left side just before Watch Nights. If you know what I'm talking. Oh yeah, yeah. No, um, we do the lever skip there because you're on patch one two two one at that point. So you open the lever from underneath so you can go get that shortcut. Yeah. Um, actually, during the blindfolded run, this was this was probably one of the one of the best moments in the blindfolded run. Is um, I got a glitch at that point. I was getting to the bench in the top left of the spire, and I was on two HP, and I missed the jump, and I fall into the hole to go down into that area. Um, and then I get hit by I think one of the flying guys had followed me up there, and I get hit by the thing, and I pause. And it turns out there's a glitch in the game where if you pause and get hit on the exact same frame, 
The game still runs in the background and the game isn't paused, but the sound stops as if you're paused. And so, so I'm so like in the I'm, poor screen, but the game's like still happening. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I think I'm completely safe. I'm paused. I'm in the corner and this flying guy is like, I'm, I'm deep in thought. Like my hands are like in front of my face and I'm thinking about like, all right, do I risk it and just get out of the hole and go for the bench or do I take the 20 minute time loss and reset? And this whole time, <laughs> this guy's flying up above me, hurling spears at me <laughs> and Chad is just like, oh my God, no, what's happening? And then I get hit and I hear the death animation and this clip is in the video. And I just, I am, I had absolutely no idea what could have happened. <laughs> so oh, that was, that was probably the funniest part of the whole run. We were talking talk um, about Dark Souls, probably took a bit of inspiration there as well. The pause exactly. is saving you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's Watcher Nights down. Mm -hmm. Umu, how, the positioning with Umu, how did that end mm -hmm. up working? That, that was another one that was really hard. Um, I knew that if, if I could get Umu into the same spot each time, she would die again. We have flukes at this point. Any boss that we come up against will just instantly, if we if we blow on them, they'll die. And it was just a matter of... Um, Umu is impossible without Eastmas tier, by the way. So we don't go straight to Umu. We have to go down to the sewers again and go get Eastmas tier because... There's acid in the Umu fight, and you know, no way in hell I'm gonna try and route platforming against Umu with the electricity attacks. Ah, oh, so you got but, to add in Dung Defender as well then to the route. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, Dung Defender again, easy. You just flute nest. downspell, <laughs> downspell him, and then flute nest until he dies. Not too much to that guy. So yeah, then we go against Mister, and then we go to Umu. And the only thing that really ruins the Umu fight is if they do an extra attack, because you can. She does three, I think, normally, and then so the, the fight, the way it goes. As I you start the first attack on like the very right middle platform, um, and you have her follow you there, and you slide down and go into the bottom right platform, and then you have her follow you there, and you go down to the left. And ideally, and this wouldn't happen every time, which is why Umu took a couple of tries in the run. So you get her to the bottom left, um, and, and it, it's okay to take hits because either you kill Umu on the first phase or you reset because there's no way you're going to be able to tell where Umu is, or like, if you miss spells, you won't have enough soul to kill her, etc. And uh, thankfully, there's a bench, like, in Teacher's Archives, and it's not too hard to get back to her. So I wasn't too worried about, about doing that on the first try. But yeah, so basically, you lure her to the bottom left, and then you take a hit on purpose, and then dash past her, um, because she would always kind of float away. She, like, floats away from the player, and flukes will instantly die if they... Land, I think if they land in water, um, they'll disappear and not die. But if you launch them at the wall, like the very left wall, um, it'll bounce off and all, everything will land on Umu in that little area where, where it hits the wall and bounces off, or it's Umu is like stuck in that little pocket, or to land on the platform. So yeah, you just lure her to that bottom left part basically, and then spray and pray. And if it doesn't work, you just reset. And if it works, then you do it. <laughs> so. Yeah, as I say, it's quite a nice bench placement there for Teacher Sarkaz mm -hmm. at the top. Is there any? Any more harsh bench placement, I guess, in case there's any deaths anywhere else in the room? Ah, <laughs> uh, <okay>. yes. <laughs> yes, there is. <laughs> Where, where's the one that first comes so, to mind? So, th this is actually before we get to Uma. Okay. Is we have to get Crystal Dash. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. So, I mean, what could go wrong with lasers, moving pla spinning platforms, and conveyor belts? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that part took me six hours. <laughs> During the run, or During the run, the, the the Crystal Peak split took six hours ish, and it was it wasn't because getting there was hard. Most of Crystal Peaks is actually pretty consistent, except for the first room with conveyor belts. That 
took me about an hour and a half to figure out. And then there's a shortcut you can open the first time you get there so that the, all the subsequent tries take less time. Like the first time you get into Crystal Peak, you go to the right, you go up a couple rooms to where you do Axe Pogo, but you can't do that. So you just, um, sorry, this is to say that there's only one bench for the entirety of Crystal Peak. You could sit on another bench, but then you would have to work backwards through the conveyor belt room at the very bottom, which is not, I, I didn't want to have to do that. And it doesn't, it only added like, 10 it would only save like 10 minutes ish per attempt which in the grand scheme of things like i don't i don't really care about time save you know <laughs> so the only bench you have is the is the forgotten crossroads stag bench and so you grab that and there are these other things what i call like mini checkpoints where i think I, they're called like glib glim bugs or something the big crystal guys the large um, ones that let move just like walk yeah side yeah, side. yeah 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 they re they respawn if you kill them and leave the room and come back they'll respawn so it's all it's a matter of like getting to each of these mini checkpoints spending like two to three minutes getting full soul healing to full health and then getting to the next mini checkpoint and you do that all the way up around and then down like the normal way through at which point you can open a door the with the crusher room where that where that grub is you know what i'm talking about yeah so you you open the door in that room and in which case instead of going all the way up and around you can work your way through the crusher room which is actually like the movement there is consistent I was able to figure out. Anyways, after you do all of that, there's one more of the big crystal guys you can get back up to. And then there's the dreaded room. <laughs> it's the worst room in the entire game. I hate it with a passion for up for now until eternity, where there's the, the platforms that flip, the conveyor belts. And if you miss a jump, you have to start all over. Um, and this is the, the final like gauntlet. Yeah. This yeah, the, last little bit of platforming into it just mm -hmm. before. Yeah, exactly. And it's... There's 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 two bit there's two different sections of it basically. The first section is just the conveyor belts and the flipping platforms, and then you get up into the place with the crystal lasers. And I had I had discovered a new a new appreciation for um, the sound design of Hollow Knight, having to do this, and which then led to the crushing realization that the sound design in Crystal Peaks is absolute ass, because <laughs> <laughs> the conveyor belts are incredibly incredibly loud, and the lasers from the crystals all sound exactly the same. And there's no way to tell where they are because they're all to the right of you. And there's like, I counted them, I think off the top of my head, I want to say there's like nine or 10 in that one area leading to the final platform place. So I had to, there, the, there's like a tiny thing you can do in that area where there a couple times the cycles of the lasers would happen at the same time. But like, it's that thing where like they get desynced for a little bit and then they resync later on. So I had to listen and wait for the, to hear two lasers at once, at which point I knew it was safe to dash after that. And then it's the part that took six hours is the, you, there's, you get to the respawn point where you, to the, to the right of all the first lasers, there's the first flipping platform, the conveyor belt that has a laser pointing down at it. There's another flipping platform with a laser pointing down. And then there's a conveyor belt with two lasers pointing down and then two, three more flipping platforms and getting hit by the laser would, would throw you off of your movement because you would get tossed back. And it was like. It was seemingly random. There, there's a way to tell which way you're going to get launched by the laser if you're like to the right or the left of the source, but you're not going to know yeah, which of those it is. Because <laughs> you can't see. <laughs> yeah. And so this this area, you have to do basically picture perfect platforming six times in a row. <laughs> and it's, it's just not going to work out. <laughs> um, and the extra crushing thing was the first time I got there, I got to the final jump in the whole thing. And I got nervous and I messed it up. And then I was there for six hours. Yeah, it was, it was, it was really, it was rough. 
so yeah that's why that's why crystal peaks is is complete ass and no one can change my mind <laughs> that's the commitment that obviously like <laughs> but just for yeah. that one section I, 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 they were i they were for sure i had to take breaks i was losing my so like i would go to the to the pause menu or like i just pause on the bench and like i let my dog out or like i'd throw the, the toy for my dog a couple times or something. and i was legitimately considering like starting the whole run over and like rerouting this area or something or maybe just practicing it like this i think i think i remember this this area is like i didn't practice crystal peaks that much prior to the run i just wanted to get the run done which you know it's a it's a great idea not practicing something before you know <laughs> devoting 12 hours of your life to it but yeah, it was it was not fun. <laughs> and, and and as you said, like if you died in that uh, in that final bit, it would send you all the way back to Forgotten Crossroads. Yep. If you die, it would send you back to Crossroads. Um, I learned I was at first I was like I would reset if I was on one health, but then I figured out like it doesn't matter. I need two hundred GL at the end of the run, and that's it. Which like I will be able to collect. And so at that point, I was just like, all right, I'll just keep going until I die. Oh wait, no, no, that's also not good. Never mind. Um, because if you die, you don't have full soul. You have two thirds of your soul max. Oh yeah. So, it, so like it happened one time, and I got my soul back. And I was like, all right, this freaking sucks. I can't just like you know, like you want to like bash your head against a wall and like rage, <laughs> but like I had to keep playing it the correct way, which is like you know it's smart to do, but like at the time it was just like just I just come on, you know. <laughs> Was is Geo, Geo important at any point in the run? I'm just thinking of if if you do a death, you have to find your your shade mm -hmm. floating around. Was there any points that yeah. that becomes a a an issue? Finding finding the shade now because I can always count my HP and I know what HP I'm on at all times. So if I get down to one HP, I can just save and quit. You know, except for that one time where the the pausing shenanigans happened. And you do need Geo um, because there was a one of the a lot, a lot of comments I got on the video is actually. Um, people were calling me out for cheating because, like, why did you get lantern if you're if you if you're blindfolded? What do you need lantern for? Were you gonna see? And I was, <laughs> but there's like there's a mechanic in in dark rooms in the game, and Deep Nest is basically you know one big dark room where Team Cherry was smart. This was like some actual good game design. And if you get get like really deep into a dark room and then you hit a hazard, normally you would get respawned at like some platform in the room or something like that. But if you if it's a dark room and you don't have lantern and you get hit by a hazard, you'll get sent all the way back to the beginning of the room where you entered. And obviously, I'm not going to deal with that blindfolded. So yeah, I did have to collect Geo. Um, I got I killed Glorious Husk. I, I ended up having plenty more than enough Geo because of all the all the mobs that I would kill on my way. You know that I wasn't I wasn't strapped for Geo. But yeah, dying dying would not be good. So definitely needed Geo for that. Uh, but that's like the the big thing really is is the uh, is the lantern. Um, and you get that easy enough through the beginning of the run. And then, like I said, you only need 200 for the stag in and beast in, and that's it. Was that the reason for going through Queen's Garden? Because I wondered when I was watching, because I know a lot of speedruns go through Dark Deep Nest past after doing Umu. So I was just interested in going through the Queen's Garden route as opposed to, I guess, the traditional law. A one I've seen at least a few times. See, I don't know what the, the traditional route is. Uh, so the one I'm thinking of this is one... you beat Umu, you drop down, mm -hmm. you crystal dash over, and you go through Deep Nest by dropping down through that breakable floor near that. Oh, um... yeah. No, this is this this is one of those things where me being a speedrunner gotten gotten I got in my own way basically. Mm. Where I, I don't I don't know the map if it's if it's not on any speedrun routes. I don't know what the heck is going on. Um, so yeah, I just went the way a normal speedrun went, which, you know, there's that, 
there's one room that really scared me where that I figured out a couple of cool strats for the, the really long one with all the Petras, which by the way, are the worst enemy in the game. And again, you cannot convince me otherwise. I hate those things with a passion, but yeah, you just work that way normally. Cause I, I, I know, I know you could get there, like say like past Mantis Lords, you know, but then I would have to kill Mantis Lords. And then I would have to figure out the routing through all those rooms with the Garpedes and that would that wouldn't be fun, and I, it's it's like it's like the closest way to beast in. It's like the least amount of rounding that I would have to do. The path of <laughs> the path of least resistance. So that's two out of three. Beast in itself and Queen's Garden, I guess. Additionally, how was the routine for that? Because obviously for for Hera, there is no boss involved. It's the the yeah, route yeah, to yeah. Hera is the is the boss, <laughs> so to speak. Queen's Garden. Uh, the first room's pretty easy. You just crystal dash through. Yeah, you just crystal dash through the whole thing. And you, there's like one of those egg things you can get full health and soul off of. And then you just fall through the room. And then there's the Petra arena, which again, Petra's blow. So I did have to I have to reset a couple of times on that. But with Shade Soul, you we equip Shade Soul at this point, by the way. You know, you don't use Fluke. You only use Fluke on bosses because Shade Soul is a lot better for killing stuff in rooms. And there's a lot more lateral movement than Fluke Nest does. And luckily, Shade Soul with Shaman Stone, is, the hitbox is big enough that if you hit a Petra once and then use a Fireball, they'll get double hit into the Fireball, um, and they'll instantly die. So that, that was my saving grace there. And then there's the matter of that room below the arena where you have to do some, it's like a really like claustrophobic corridor, and there's a lot of spikes, and the platforms are situated really weird, and you can't just crystal dash through it because like the, the ceiling with thorns on it like dips a little too low. So that room is really annoying to route. Um, and the platforms are spaced apart in such a way that there, there, there was no consistent movement. You can't dash twice and you can't dash and then do like the, the one, one jump, like I was talking about earlier, because if you jump too high, you're going to, you're going to jump into the ceiling and you can't get enough distance that way. So I had to literally jump, dash and pray that I would land on, <laughs> on like the platforms that would flip down. And that took, I think, like, I think I got that on the third try in the actual run. We grabbed that bench in the top right, by the way, after you after you clear the arena where Cornifer is. So you wouldn't have to go, go all the way back from Umu each time. So yeah, that room was annoying. And then the room that I was scared of is the really, the, the, again, the, the really long room with the Petras. Because they're Petras, and it's a really long room. And it's, it's not easy to kill them if you don't cheese them with Shade Soul, basically. So it's a, it's, it was really tight movement. There's actually this one part, again, where the platforms are, are spaced really awkwardly. Um, and that I figured out this, I think it's, I'm pretty proud of this strat, where you charge a crystal dash. It's that, um, it's the second platform of, of the whole room, where like there's like a, a pillar above you and the floor beneath you. And like there, there's two like falling platforms right there. And you charge a crystal dash and you, into the wall, the, the flying platforms don't have a, a wall hitbox. You can't, you can't wall jump off them. So I charge the crystal dash into the platform and then you just dash right and that perfectly sets you up for a wall jump off of the platform you were just on so that you wall jump off of it and then land on the jump on the flipping platform and then you can just jump again onto the next platform so that that was one of my favorite movement strats in the whole run but yeah after that you just do a couple charge crystal dash and, and pray that the petras didn't notice you early enough to to throw one of their destructive um, discs <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah and you get through that room and then deep nest was actually pretty easy to route because there's only like three rooms you have to go through and there's only one part you can fall down really but you just charge a crystal dash over that and then the, the one scary thing would be the room the beast den room because you know you fall from any of those platforms and you have to reset and again, oh, this, do you this... mean like the area just outside yeah. the Beast Den house? Let's mm -hmm. <laughs> or web, oh yeah, yeah, sorry, um, <laughs> Lost Village. It's called Lost. Village. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and the platforms are really tiny, and there's only two of them, 
And if you fall, you have to reset and go all the way back, which isn't that bad, but it's it's really annoying. Um, so I ended up having to charge a crystal dash on the wall, and when you dash through the spider webs, it gives you a sound cue when you when you pass the spider web. And so you have to really listen closely, and then as soon as you hear that, you have to cancel a dash, which pushes you over the chasm, so to speak, and then you have to dash back onto the platform and pray that you land on it, at which point you can continue on from there. But yeah, there's all there's like a constant threat of falling in that room. That was that was not fun to have to deal with. Was there any sound effects that you only found out about whilst rooting and learning? As I just thought, never I didn't even know that those uh, made a sound when you go past them. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just like one of those like background sounds. Like you walk past like a mushroom and fungal, and like it makes a it makes a sound. Just one of those sounds. But yeah, I I don't think I learned about any new ones. But again, I just I had a newfound appreciation for like thank God I am able to tell where these enemies are in this room because of like where I am relative to them. You know, mm. is was THK another flukeness uh, spam or was there some intricacies it, it, of it? Of it, it was, but it doesn't die in one hit like the other bosses. It has multiple phases and way more HP than any of the other bosses you fought up to this point. So the issue with THK, he can he can teleport randomly, and his attacks um, make him move around a lot, which means the only real way to keep him in the same spot ish is to the way the fight works um i actually go in the first time and die on purpose because if you if you free him then he'll spawn in the same spot every time but if you don't you have to like if you if you're like trying to first try it like just freeing him from the chains i mean okay that's like i didn't i didn't want to have to figure out the position of like i go into this wall and i dash four times and then i pat backwards and then i'm in the perfect spot Whereas if I free and die, and then I just crystal dash into the arena, I'm in the perfect spot right there. Yep, <laughs> so, you're, you're always going to be stopping in the same spot. He's always going to be dropping yeah, in the same spot. Exactly. At which point you let loose all your flukes that you can. And we're not overcharmed now, of course. Um, so we just have Shaman Stone and Fluke. You only get three charges, basically. So you just you, you let go of three charges, and you just run to the right side of the arena in the corner and just pray that he does the right attacks like um the first phase is super easy he'll get pushed to the second phase from the three flukes plus one or but the second phase he gets ranged attacks which are absolute bullshit <laughs> even in even when you're not blindfolded and so he can do that from across the room and you just have to just take it it's it's a it's it was a mix of soul master plus watcher knights where like there was like some movement that i could do to get flukes guaranteed in watcher knights but like there's so much rng involved to the point where i figured out or someone in chat actually suggested this while I was routing it to get some lifeblood for, oh, okay. for like for like a padding on my way there. So I grabbed two lifebloods. I grabbed the one in green path, which was a little harder to route for because I, I I never go there. <laughs> um, and then the second one was the one in King's Pass, which you know you jump up and crystal dash over, and then you crystal dash back. So you have four extra health. And the other, well, and then he has like a couple more ranged attacks that are bullshit. Um, <laughs> Uh, the one where he goes to the middle and screams and just releases like globs literally everywhere. That one sucks. And he has the um, pillar trick as well because they do double damage at least in, uh, in the current patch. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although he didn't really get to do that attack that often. That I think about it because what I would do, he he has one, two, I want to say three phases or maybe four. I, I people count phases differently. I want to say three. So the first one, he just screams, and that goes into the second phase. It is four. It is four. And then the third phase, he stabs himself, which is really nice because he can get full soul again. And then when Fluke um, in one two two one, which is the patch we fight him on, doesn't hurt hurt them, quote unquote, meaning that like they won't get knocked out of a stagger animation. So you can. The only problem with the fight 
was to push him to the correct phase, basically. And if I didn't, then it would be a little more difficult. If you do it correctly, he gets pushed to his final phase, like, really easily. And the Reddit didn't go so well, but yeah. And then one other attack that also sucks is the attack where he, he like, gets all infected and he goes up to the top of the arena and he, like, body slams the floor a bunch of times because there's no sound cue for if he goes up in the air. Yeah, as I was saying, there's no sound cue for when he goes back up in the air. So I actually almost died in in the in the run out I, I would have had to go collect the um the lifeblood again but he'll he'll hit the floor and stop moving but you don't know that so i dashed into him three times in the fight because of that and then you get to the final phase and it's just a matter of all right does he does this does he do this stupid attack where i don't know if i'm gonna run into him or not or does he stab himself or does he do the one swing sure both they're basically you have one third chance to get screwed over and that happened one time and then the other time was the good attack and then i killed him yes i guess, guess dashing into is a double-edged sword because it's like if if he can hit me i can i can hit him yeah, exactly <laughs> kind <of thing>. yeah <laughs> yeah if there was a sound cue for when he stops doing the attack that then that would be absolute free again free real estate but yeah not the case unfortunately so from like complete or completing the routine or at least having a basis of i know how to do each section blindfolded um how long did it then take to practice or to memorize to get it all down um i think let's see i i figured out the timeline at one point i think routing finished ju mid-july so it took me about a month to route the whole thing um and then after that um i wasn't streaming every day because i had been like i'd been like slamming my head against the bis this brick wall for a while i wanted to give my mental a little break and so practicing and memorizing the way i practiced was i would i would put hollow knight on my main monitor and i would turn the monitor off and then i would have um the notes and stuff up on the other monitor two monitors um and so that's how i would do all my practice runs and i think i did three three full full practice runs before i tried without the notes which didn't work out so well and so i ended up doing four and then the actual run i think took place on august 22nd no it was like it was like mid-august so so about a month and a half for um for practicing and so i guess lots of memorizing happened like obviously as you were doing the routine um mm -hmm. in the routine and then using the notes mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm just well, going through mad. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Um, I'm I'm a theater major. I, I'm a theater buff. So memorizing stuff was has never been like really hard for me. Okay, so, um, interesting. Yeah, it was just a matter of like um, it was like I mean it was, it was like memorizing the route of any speed run. You know, like you have the notes up on the other monitor, and then you it's like going through the motions help. You know, so like by the fourth time around, I had a pretty the only thing that was really giving me issue were the parts where RNG could screw me over. And at that point, I was like, all right, I think I'm, I, I know what to do in a good situation here. And the only bad situation is, is, re, is like saving and quitting, yep. you know? It's going to be a trick. So the, the, <laughs> yeah, there's like no, there's not, there's no like thing that can end the run, except oh, there is actually the, the successful blindfold run was the second attempt. The first attempt died because I menued incorrectly and I remapped my controls in the middle of the run on accident. Oh <laughs> yeah, so that that was painful to watch <laughs> for everyone in chat. They were like, it was uh, it was at um the bench right before um before the Shade Soul skip is where I remapped everything. What was I guess what was the point? Because obviously you would have no idea what's happened. Mm -hmm. How did you like realize that something was off? Um, I knew something was wrong when I I. What was it? Prick. I have a I have a clip saved of it somewhere. I think I either I I unbound my move right with um on something else. And so I think I pushed I think I pushed my jump button and I moved to the right and I was I was like, "What? What happened?" <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh -oh. And then I bound I think I bound like um I think I bound nailed left click or something. 
something like that. I guess the final thing is there any possibility of a true ending run? <laughs> oh, oh, one of those people. <laughs> now do a true ending. Oh, now do now, now do, do now do now do Pantheon Five blind. Do one hundred twelve percent. Um. <laughs> I'm just interested if there's been any any thoughts or if there's anything in that run that that proves impossible. I think, given the process that I had, if I had enough incentive and enough time and my mental does not break, I think a true ending run would be possible, yes. But you would have to route White Palace, you would have to route Hornet 2, you would have to... Yeah, you'd probably have to get really lucky on a lot of bosses with Flute Nest, I would say. <laughs> And figuring out, good luck figuring out all the platforming too. I would say yes asterisk. <laughs> and then the and then the asterisk is no at the bottom. <laughs> but it's, it's the phrase of the day. It's more free realistic. <laughs> it's, it's not free real estate. This is uh, this is current day real estate. Costs two hundred k for a hundred foot square apartment. Last last funny thing that I thought of when I was watching is that it's the only challenge run I've seen where someone's spoken to Elder Book. <laughs> oh yeah, it's common courtesy. Well, the run wouldn't be valid if you didn't. Speed runs, hitless runs, everything. <laughs> no one speaks, but blindfolded is the one and only. <laughs> really? That's a meme. It's a meme in the in the Hollow Knight community to speak to Elderbug so much that like and like if you have you ever done a, a rando, a Hollow Knight randomizer? Uh, I haven't unfortunately. I do want to. It looks a lot of fun. Yeah, it is fun. Um, but if when you talk to Elderbug instead of like coming up with the name Elderbug, it says Elderbug is a cool dude. <laughs> <laughs> when you walk into Dirt Mount. Actually, mods is actually a perfect place to go into because i wanted to ask about impossible any percent oh okay and could you describe what that is for people who may not be aware of heard of it before sure um I c it's basically if you i guess this is contingent on you knowing what kaizo is but it's basically the kaizo mario of hollow knight and if you don't know what that is it's basically um imagine if the the pale king had um construction rights to the entirety of hollow nest and put spikes and buzz saws literally everywhere <laughs> that is such a great way to um, put it <laughs> right um and from a more practical standpoint it requires you to know a lot of speedrun tech and some tech that is absolutely completely useless in a speedrun and it's just like a mechanic in hollow knight that probably isn't that well known for example there's one that i really hate it's at the beginning of the run and it's my least favorite part um where there's a mechanic where if you go off of something and you're like right under a ceiling you'll kind of like stick to the ceiling instead of immediately like hitting the ceiling and falling falling back down it's called um i don't know what it's called frick uh it's called like sticky ceiling or something like that and there's a point and <laughs> if you if you look at um Dirtmouth has changed a bit, let's say, in Impossible Any Percent. But there's a point where you have to pogo, there's like an inch of space between some spikes in the ceiling, and you have to chain together these pogos in a specific timing so that you stick to the ceiling instead of falling back down onto the spikes and having to having to try again. Yeah. Uh, just to provide a visual, it's like a, a sort of spike tunnel. So there's spikes on the bottom, spikes above, and just enough space for the knight to go in. Um, and it carries on for a certain distance, which you have to dash, uh, pogo, and use Vengeful Spirit, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yep. I think it also works with um, Shriek, but you, but you don't have Shriek. Yeah, and it, basically it's that, but it follows the normal um, any percent route. Um, it just makes it extremely difficult. And it changes up the boss arenas and a lot of, uh, adds a lot of length to the run. And it changed, yeah. It was, it was, I, I really liked it because it like put a different spin on everything. And the level design is actually really good. I mean, like credits to, um, 
Guanqui who who made the map. I think the I was especially impressed with them the Crystal Peak design. It was I thought it was really cool. There's like one room where it's like it felt like Celeste Ask Square was like really really long, and if you messed up, you had to go back to the beginning because it was just like hazards everywhere. And <laughs> some people didn't like that, and that room got nerfed, which made me kind of sad because if you when you actually do it, you feel like a badass. But now there's like a checkpoint halfway through. Which I thought was kind of lame, but yeah, anyways. Uh, yeah, just an example of like one of the bosses, I believe in the THK arena, there's three three saws on the ground and there's some crystal no, no, lasers no. on shooting from the ceiling as well during the entire fight, I think. It's just two saws, thank God. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> it used to be three. There used to be one in the middle too, but then it was like, oh God, this is like way too f So we got rid of the third <laughs> one um, and then put in the lasers. Mm. Um, so there's two lasers and two saws. I know three lasers and two saws from the ceiling, and then yeah, and it's it's just extra extra. I hate the fight so much because <laughs> there's there's a thing that happens where if you get hit by an attack and then hit a hazard, and during the respawn animation you're vulnerable. So it has happened to me before where I get hit by a pillar. I'm at full HP by the way. I get hit by the pillar, take two HP into the saw blade, get hit by the saw blade, respawn, get hit again into the saw blade and you get comboed for 5 HP and you're dead. And there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, because the, the saw blades work weird where even if you've you've apparently got iframes because you've been hit, it doesn't count that, does it? You just get hit anyway. Yeah. Saw blades got no chill. <laughs> yeah, that happens in the in the Watcher Knight fight as well, although the Watcher Knight fight's a little bit more forgiving. If people wanted to try, try it and just, because obviously it's just impressive enough to complete it, what techs or like techniques or speedrunning tricks do you recommend they they learn or brush up? <laughs> well, first of all, I, I'll say that the he Guanqi encourages you to to use cheats in this run. If there's a part that like is too difficult at right away, you're like free to skip it. Like just turn on no clipper. I think my, during my original playthrough, I had infinite HP on uh, the whole time. I would uh, spike tunnels are a must. There are there are several points in the in the run where you need to dash into a spike tunnel, fireball, and then down pogo and chain that together. So that that's a that's necessary. I would I would get really 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 comfortable with each of the arenas, Hornet included. There's like some extra saw blades that are added to Hornet to the point where if you're not comfortable with the boss and you're paying attention to the boss there's there's no way you'll be able to handle um also being able having being forced to pay attention to where the knight is and relative to the saws and this is, is a saw if i jump here at this point is a saw blade going to run into me or um or stuff like that so like during like for example during watcher knight fights i am almost never looking at the watcher knights because there's one saw blade on the ground that moves back and forth through the arena so i'm my eyes are keeping track of that saw blade at all times, basically. Or like, if I'm not looking right at the saw blade, it's in like periphery, and I have to like keep that in my head. Or you will, yeah, it, it, you won't have. So I would say, I would say, get comfortable with the bosses. Spike tunnels are a must. And other than that, there's not too many. There's like some niche tricks here and there, but like those are like one offs, and you're not gonna. They're not like necessary for them, you know. I'd say one that I, that I'd add that I saw quite a bit was the uh, the fireball skip, although it's it's more of a technique rather than just a, a one one time skip. Oh yeah, 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 and green path, yeah. Yeah, you're also yeah. You're there are points where you're forced to do speedrun tech, basically. Like he 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 makes it impossible to um to do otherwise. Um, there's like you're yeah you're required to do the fireball skips. Yeah. Um, there's one point where you have to do what's called statue pogo, which a lot of people don't like, realize is speedrun tech. But like he puts like a bunch of thorns every like all over that one room, so that they're forced to do that. So is that just like an extended version of 
getting into the Watcher's Spire early because you can bogle onto the the breakboard. Yeah, it's it's not even like to get to an area you're not supposed. It's in Crossroads. It's in Forgotten Crossroads. It's that one room right outside of the Forgotten Crossroads stag, and you have to jump in between the wall and the statue and pogo off the statue to get up to that platform, and that's it. That's the whole thing. (laughs) But but you're required to do it, so. How people try this? Actually, that should have been the first question. If people wanted to try it, where would they be looking? Fireborn has a good video on it. Not on Impossible Any Percent specifically, but it's it's this is a little different from normal mods because it actually replaces the rooms in the game with other rooms. Um, so you have to do this like fancy schmancy thing where you download all the rooms and then you have to download a specific mod and you have to drag this folder in a specific place. So Fireborn has a good video. I would say go check that out. Um, and then to get the, I think to download the mod, you have to join Gwanky's Discord and it's pinned somewhere or something like that. I haven't had to do that in a long time because I just have the folder saved them. Yep. But yeah, Fireborn has a good resource and the other. And last question on it would be, we talked talk about like it's impressive enough just being able to complete it, but you have the world record speed run in, in the category as well. So I was interested um, in what the, oh, go on, sorry. Uh, technically, technically. I don't. Um, there was someone else who was running it. Their name was, um, I can't remember their name now. I feel bad. But for whatever reason, their runs aren't on the leaderboards anymore. And like their speedrun.com account was completely deleted. Um, and while I do have runs that are faster than theirs, they're not official, quote unquote, because I accidentally performed gl- like major glitches during them. The first time, I, it was the first sub hour run of, of the whole thing. The first one was, there were, I, did, I did an inventory storage in the THK fight, which is where you open inventory while the screen animation is happening and then you close inventory and you're allowed to move around during the screen animation which you're not allowed to to do normally and i didn't know that was a major glitch but it was so that run got denied and then the second time i got sub one there's um a thing that can happen where if you get hit by a hazard and then spawn you have there's like a you know there's like a little bit of time sometimes you're allowed to move around early which is like i don't know i don't know how it works but i performed what's called like a bench storage where I get on the bench and then I hop off early due to the glitch or something like that, and that one also got denied. That this is all to say that yes, I do I have I do have the world record. I say world record level runs I've done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but... So I was interested the the appeal of not just completing the 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 mod, but the the appeal of speed running it. <laughs> oh oh I see I see okay whole tangent aside, um, the appeal I don't know it's just I've always. I've always liked like being challenged in game. Why I, re- I love the Dark Souls franchise. I like um, Celeste was really really fun. The first really, the, I'd say the first game along this vein that I ever played was was Super Meat Boy. I I um I beat every level in that game. I didn't hundred percent it because you know that's boring. But um just the it's up it's up to the player and like being the player being proficient at the at the um the skill set that the the game makers give them and and then everything's up to the player and like it's difficult and like like the game tests you instead of just like you know like in Legend of Zelda it's like it's not I don't think anybody would disagree that Zelda is like not that hard but like you have the same skill set it's just like the game kind of treats it's like you're yeah you, you you know what i'm trying to say i'm but, but like hollow knight and then this mod specifically base hollow knight requires that of you and like you know like white palace it's like specifically designed to challenge your platforming and then impossible one percent is just like the next level i not the next level but maybe like three levels up <laughs> past that yeah um so i was just i think it's a really <laughs> i i got i get pretty mad at it sometimes i have a compilation on my youtube of me losing my mind but yeah this is i think it's a really neat um confluence of um all right you you think you have mastery over these things all right well let's make you do it six times in a row 
And if you mess up, you have to start all over. So yeah, it's just a, it's just a, it was, it was a, it was a good challenge. I mean, you could have said masochism; it would have been fine. Uh... No, it's not that. <laughs> uh... That meme. Have you checked out uh, Elden Ring? You fan of the series, Soul series? I have 130 hours in Elden Ring. Oh damn! <laughs> I played it for eight hours a day, every day of the week when it mm. came out. <laughs> Yes, yes, I do. I, I love Elden Ring, and um, I'm I'm planning. It's like one of the next games I want to speedrun. Um, yeah, it's after been... like I they, they keep discovering new stuff, and I don't want to learn to speedrun just to have it become obsolete, you know. So I'm like waiting for the dust to settle a little bit before I before I dive in. But yeah, yeah, it's been it's been a fun one. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've been keeping track of a couple of things because I normally do like Hitler stuff. So in the Hitler community, oh, really? there's been a ton of like strat finding and stuff on that. Yeah, and, yeah, I saw um, I saw that Lil Aggie doing trying to do Hitler's run. I don't know if he ever completed it. Yeah, we had one. We had pretty much an example of fluke nest in in Elden Ring, because uh, the, the Horfrost stomp, Horfrost stomp, and a yeah. the Sword of Night and Flame, mm-hmm. which is a streamer called Gina Machino uh, used to get the world's first no hit run of Elden Ring, which was nice. impressive. And then yeah. a few days later, nerf to hell. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Uh, which is a bit of a shame. And it was also a bit of a shame for the, the speedruns as well, because I know like Distortion 2 got like sub 30 minutes, I think, in like the first couple of weeks, mm-hmm. which is mad for yeah, the size the run... of the game. <laughs> did, they, did they patch run warping, or is that still a thing? Uh, I'm not too sure on the skips. I haven't been keeping track of that. Okay. I was more so looking at the, uh, gotcha. the overpower stuff. <laughs> yeah, 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 no worries, no worries. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, Elden Ring Tangent is a great game. People check it out. Oh, yeah. it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's not called Dark Souls, so anyone can get a hold of it. So... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> where was it going with this uh, oh yeah um, speaking of hitless uh, Pantheon yeah, 5 yeah uh, there we go there we go yeah uh, where have you want to start with that um, so I, I'll i just uh, give it a bit of background actually. so Pantheon 5 which people are obviously aware of Hall Knight and if you're not aware of Hall Knight you must have had an interesting experience listening to the first half of this podcast uh, but anyway <laughs> it's 42 boss gauntlet um, in the Godmaster DLC and of Cass um, having done it hitless anyway carry on <laughs> I think it's funny actually I, now, that, now that we talk about this I remember I actually started routing blindfolded and then someone talked about it in my chat one time while I was like routing green path or something and I was like huh that seems fun how about we do that in, instead of this <laughs> so I went out, I, and then that was like I think that was May or like maybe it was it was March. It was like mid March that year, um, the same year of doing doing blindfolded, and then all the way up to I think mid June is when I is when I got the full run. So yeah, um, someone said one thing, and then I was distracted for a month and a half. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, also, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna wear this as a badge um, of honor. I'm the only one who beat Pantheon Five Hitless using Grubberfly Elegy. Oh, very nice. And <laughs> the charm, and the charm loader. That's a really interesting one as well. Um, for well, just in general, I guess. Um, because Grubberfly LG is the one where you send out like a ranged nail slash into. Mm-hmm. While you're at full HP, yeah. I I like I just liked it a lot better than um the the alternative is to use like um I think I think they use long nail because it only costs two charm notches in in, nor- in a normal loadout. Um, but. The range on it just made like bosses, um, like Gorb. Like I freaking hate Gorb, and <laughs> in, in Pantheon Five at least. Um, and uh, being able to just hit him from like really far away and not use my soul was just really nice. And also makes Sly completely trivial. Like, trivial. If you ever want to do Sly hitless in in the Hall of Gods, just equip Grubberfly Elegy, and he will he will weep. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I, I just I got really comfortable with it because um okay, th this is this is going back even further, but I hadn't actually played the Pantheon casually before, um, because because the Godmaster patch had come out and I'd done it a little bit, but then I went back to speedrunning and I downpatched and I hadn't actually done it before. And during my casual playthrough, I, I used Grubber Biology and I was like, wow, this is actually really really fun. And then the next step is to use um Fury of the Fallen with Grubber Biology because that also increases the power of the beam and you, it, it like completely melted bosses and I was having a blast kind of carried that over what did, which bosses did you find the hardest or at least least consistent during the run <laughs> at first um aura and macho was were pretty hard but i was able to learn them easily and i was like they weren't a trouble marmu is an asshole <laughs> yeah <laughs> um not only does she like move around the arena really fast but there's a thing that happens where if you hit her at the same frame she hits the ground, she doesn't receive knockback. So even if you'd like bat her away, she would still crash into you and it was bullshit and you'd have to start over. What else is there? Nothing else like super duper duper difficult except for like the fine like some of the final ones, like um GPZ was a big one. Like like you don't you don't really have a run until you beat GPZ, basically, because he has so much HP and he's really erratic and it sucks. Um Markoth as well. Markoth is really, really hard. That's a, that's like for for everybody. It's like a universal doing Markov headless is, is not easy. Markov? Markov. Yeah, Markov. Markov. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and then, yeah. Um, and Radiance, I would say, I mean, people will be like, I can't do that. You're so good. But absolutely, Radiance like wasn't ever really hard to headless for me. It's just like the last boss of a 52 boss gauntlet. It's like you're... you're... <laughs> You're gonna be a little bit nervous during that fight, so I think I think I got to absolute radiance twice and before getting hit, and the second time I got hit was in the final phase, which which sucks. That sucks really bad. On the projectiles or on the climb? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the the final climb, like after you get to the climb and you're up in the top platform, oh, and she's just throwing the balls at you. Damn. Yeah, that 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 yeah, that sucked. <laughs> I feel like there's like this mental block that that everybody has, where like once you get to that point the first time, you probably aren't gonna get it. But then you're like, all right, I got here before. This is easy. And then you get there the second time and then you do it. And that kind of happened with the Radiance. Like, you know, I got hit in the first phase the first time. Second time was the final phase. And I was like, guys, next time I get to Radiance, it's a dub. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. And then I'm crossing fingers because I've got an absolute mental block with that role. <laughs> I'm, oh, yeah. I'm currently taking a break from it because I got past oh. Markov and Zote so many times, but then yeah, made a beal. I, uh, <laughs> I remember someone in chat forget they said some chinese runner i think has been trying to do pantheon five headless for like a year and a half <laughs> oh. and, I, and i was like please don't say that why would you say that <laughs> it's is it's super interesting though because like i know a, a another spanish a spanish runner who's um in one of the same communities as i am and he um the first time he got past markov he got the run which is super impressive really yeah that's uh, that's dumb <laughs> Have him grind and suffer like the rest of us. I know, I was going to say, I was quite jealous as well. <laughs> uh, how did you practice that? Or did you just end after getting a strat for each of them? Um, just... There was, I didn't really practice any boss in the Hall of Gods, except for Absolute Radiance and, and GPZ. All the other ones like were easy enough to the point where I could just like, like Dark Souls has like a headless counter, right? For like the runs. And there's like, apparently there's this thing for life split as well, although I didn't use it. Um, but I would just go through the runs and like, you know, doing like any speed run, I would get like a hit PB, um, and then I would just keep doing the run over and over and over, which like worked for a little bit, but then I actually, I actually did have to practice the bosses toward uh, like in the second, and that just consisted of like going into the, you know, etc. Mention, 
I don't think we'll have time, unfortunately, because I wanted to go into a little bit of the one-handed stuff, but... Oh, there's, there's not much to go into. <laughs> it's just like a normal playthrough. It's just like the, the only challenge of that run was to get used to the controls, and then mm. after that, it was just like a normal playthrough. What was the keyboard layout for a one-handed playthrough? Okay. <laughs> I, have a, I have a picture saved for this, actually. Yeah. One-hand layout. Everyone start looking at the keyboards. <laughs> just to get an idea. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, layout for the keyboard. Um, up is I, down is J, left is H, right is semicolon, jump is space, attack is K, uh, dash is L, uh, crystal dash is N, dream nail is Y, focus is O, that's it, inventory is Q, and then quick spell, um, U, I don't think that's here, yeah, quick cast is U. So it's all on that one side of the keyboard. That makes sense. I'm just like, visualizing it now whilst staring intensely <laughs> yeah. at my keyboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, God, you must have been like playing piano on it. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I, I compared it to that and, um, in the video I made about it, for sure. Oh, it's funny mentioning quick cast. We've talked about Fireball Skip a couple of times today, and it's <clears throat> quite an embarrassing story, I guess, on my part, but after having done Platinum the game, having done like a hitless run, having done this, that, and the other. I still had never done Fireball Skip, and it was only really? when I was trying to test it out <laughs> that I was that I accidentally nudged the R one button because I played on PS4, and it shot okay. a spell out. I was like, "Really? That's funny." What? Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't know about it either. I was like, um, when I was learning 106 way back in the day, there's actually a, a spike tunnel skip that you have to do to get to Eastman's tier early. And I could not get the timing down for the life of me because normal cast doesn't go fast enough. So you lose too much height and then you hit the spikes. And then I think it was asked to you. It was like, dude, just use quick cast. What? Quick cast? <laughs> so yeah, to save anyone else out there, look at your controller configurations. There is a quick cast. Use it. It Even just in general, use it. <laughs> That's how it goes to is from these this different variety of runs that you've done, do you have an, a preference to any of them? <laughs> you mean like which one I like the most? Uh, I guess yeah. Um, or is it for different reasons? Not, might be better. not not really no, because each one has made me want to tear my hair out at one point <laughs> or another. Uh, I guess one handed was the was the least aggravating. The other two were just such a slog. I mean, it was worth it absolutely, but would I do them again? Probably not, unless like. Unless like I want to submit like blindfold Hollow Knight to like an to like an SGD, SGDQ or something, um, I don't think I will I will ever do that again. <laughs> <laughs> They're all mutually salt inducing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess final question before going to some quick questions to finish. Um, yep. What is the appeal of streaming for you? Oh, that's a good question. I I just like the idea of having like a community. You know, there's like I. I that's one of my favorite things about theater. I mentioned I'm, I'm into theater before. I just really love like that sense of camaraderie words um, that comes out of like like everybody spending months at a time to work on this one thing and then having a final product. But that is to say that stream for like I don't stream for numbers. I don't I don't care like how many people are watching me. Um, like if I'm going to be playing games, I might as well be streaming. You know. Like if I'm going to be, I mean, especially, especially so if you're speed running and I guess just the people that actually decided to watch me and have stuck around is just like an added bonus. So yeah, I'd say, I'd say the appeal to streaming is, um, making a comfy environment where people can just hang out and chill. That's like 90% of the people that in my stream that hang out are, are lurkers <laughs> and, and they make it. And that's totally okay with me. I have, I have a good music playlist. I, I don't yell too often, you know? <laughs> 
So, yeah. If you had one piece of advice for someone who wanted to approach a challenge run, whether that be blindfolded, if they wanted that as their first, or speedrunning or hitless, what would that advice be? Ooh. I, I I would say I would say be tenacious because there there were times like I, like I said I said earlier there were times where I just goddamn do I hate myself trying to do this trying to force myself to do this really really difficult thing so I would say make sure that you really 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 want to do it um because if you don't have the the motivation then you're like it's gonna at least for me personally if I hadn't if I wasn't as tenacious as I was as I have been like my whole life then. Or like stubborn, I should say. I would have quit like halfway through. <clears throat> um, so I would say, um, first of all, know what you're getting into, and then second, just keep at it. Keep on keeping on. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if one game could be released tomorrow, either announced, unannounced, or a sequel to a game you don't think will ever exist, what game would it be? <laughs> oh, um, Hollow Community would want me to say Silk Song, <laughs> but I don't. I don't want that. I want them to take their time. A game. <laughs> you make it sound like there's a gun being pointed at you from like no, um say silk song dang <laughs> say silk song um jeez i don't know i don't get really hyped for too many things um i i have no idea i have not considered that before there's a couple games i've played when i was a kid that like i wish would come back get, get a release and it actually happened for one of them recently i guess what would you like to have a remake um it's just really really Oh, actually, you know what? I know, I know what it is. I know what it is. Mother three. I want Mother three to have an English release. Oh, okay. Uh, for those who don't know, that's um the game after Earthbound, which is Ness is from. And if you play Super Smash Bros, Lucas is is the main antagonist, main protagonist for that game. Um, and it is literally one of the best games of all time. The only way to play it right now is to download an emulator, and there's a a fan made patch that will turn the game into English. Um, but I I highly highly recommend you do so. It is. Again, one of one of the best games I've ever played. It's it's easily top three. To do the mental side of challenge running, if there was a time when a run was taking its toll, how did you get past it? <laughs> I have a dog. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> um, his name is Texas. He's a mini dachshund. He's adorable as hell. So I don't know. Just take a break. I mean, like even even if it's the break is super long, take a break. Get your mental. Go back when you're ready. It is, it is not worth it. It is not worth it. From the person who did a blindfolded run for 12 and a half hours, it is not worth it to bash your head against a brick wall until it works. So much so that you're not enjoying it anymore. So yeah, take a break if you need to, I would say. And that's just like in normal streaming as well. Like I, one of my other friends who streams I recently tweeted about like having burnout. It's just like, I, I understand I do like the need to feel to like, to get this done or like keep doing the thing. But like, if you, if you, if it's taking a toll, just take a break. It, it'll, it'll be there when you get back. And final question is, what's in the future plans of my pet cactus? Ooh, well, I still want to get an official Impossible Any Percent run on the leaderboard, and that's kind of what I want to do right now. Um, I I want to get top ten and one hundred and twelve percent eventually, because I was having fun with that before I went back to Impossible Any Percent. Um, Elden Ring speed runs I want to do. I want to keep making YouTube videos, but <laughs> I'm so lazy. <laughs> I don't want to do it, but I do. So yeah, I guess that's the immediate future. And if people want to check you out, where would they be looking? My Pet Cactus on YouTube and Twitter. X My Pet Cactus X on Twitch. I lost. I I used to have My Pet Cactus on Twitch, and then I changed my name to something else for like a summer, and then I tried to switch back, and someone had stolen it. <laughs> oh. So I had to change it to X My Pet Cactus X. It's funny. I actually messaged them like multiple times because they didn't answer me the first couple times. Like, hey. Can I have this back? I see you don't really follow anybody or do anything. Um, and then like 
that was like 2018, I think. And then they finally messaged me back like a year ago. <laughs> and after like, I, I like in the chat message history, it's like multiple paragraphs of me explaining like, hey, can I have this back, please? And all they say is no. <laughs> after, <laughs> after four years, I was like, cheers, have a nice day. <laughs> Fair. Uh, well, Gactus, I super appreciate taking some time out for this, man. I've enjoyed this conversation about all things Hall Nights. I hope you've enjoyed it as well, man. Yeah, no, it was really, really fun. Thank you for, for presenting this opportunity. No worries at all. I hope everyone listening has had a good time as well. I hope everyone has a great rest of the day, morning or evening, depending on your time zone. And we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. If you enjoyed the conversation and want to hear more with amazing guests, be sure to head over to youtube.com slash wayoflowkey, Loki spelled with C, or wayoflowkey.com slash nohitpodcast.